Well, yeah, I mean, why buy something if you know it's not going to fulfill that need that you have, right? So you may as well just wait until something comes around that really will fulfill that need and is worth investing in. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. Today, we're going to get nerdy and we're going to talk about some tech. It's going to be fun. Uh, I love, I don't know, looking at new computers and, and talking about tech and thinking about upgrading. It's not something that I do all that often, though, but that's what we're going to talk about today is upgrading our technology and like how we choose what we invest in for our, our business and our craft. Uh, it should be, should be a good chat, I think, right, Fem? A nice, mm-hmm. nice nerdy one. Nice and nerdy. <laughs> How, how have things been going since we last recorded? I know it wasn't too long ago, but I don't know. Any updates to share on your website since then? Uh, not much updates on my website right now. I'm currently working on writing a little small piece to my newsletter subscribers about cool. sort of like my first impressions of using Webflow and kind of like, you know, the the main highlights and the things that I've really been enjoying so far because honestly I was really impressed I had pretty low expectations for using the tool when I started and because of that I was like a skeptic for quite a while and didn't try it and so I don't know I thought it'd be nice to kind of do this reflection on first impressions and how I've been enjoying it so far in the hopes that I don't know maybe someone who's been sitting on the fence about it will you know, feel encouraged to give it a go. So that's kind of what I've been working on a little bit over the last couple of days. I unfortunately haven't really had a solid hour of like writing block time. I've kind of had 15 minutes here and there to write a few thoughts down, which has been a little frustrating. So I'm hoping that sometime over the next day or so I can find a solid hour to sort of just sit down and finish writing it would be nice. I'm curious to know, do you think your first impressions of Webflow as a tool were lower because it's like a, a, a website builder? Because I had this as well that I felt like oh, all website builders are going to be kind of crap and like going to make bloated code and it's going to be annoying to mm. deal with because that was my experience with them in the past, you know. But I too was really impressed with Webflow and, and what I found there. But I wonder if our experience with other tools is what like gave us that thought (laughs) maybe I I guess I I only really have sort of Squarespace and I guess maybe WordPress uh, to sort of compare it to and I don't know I have been using Squarespace for the past year and a half and kind of got a bit like over it in the end and really frustrated so I guess that probably had an influence on what I expected Webflow would be. I kind of had heard that it was more customizable and a bit more, you know, hands-on and getting stuck in, in code and being a bit more precise with things. But that also kind of scared me a little bit, right? Like, oh. I don't know, for me, it's kind of like I have to find this nice middle ground or this fine balance between giving me a lot of customization but not requiring me to get really stuck in the mud with code, you know, and Webflow has been that nice middle ground for me, but I didn't know if that was going to be the case when I started. So I was a little bit skeptical. That makes sense. Yeah. How are things with you? How are you going? How's your buffer for your videos while you're (laughs) going to be away? Well, I've just finished editing a vlog this morning before we recorded and that's going to be uploaded. So I'm pleased to have that done. Um, 
yeah, made plans for the other videos that I got to film, but that's on the agenda today is to film one of them. I'm purposely picking some videos that are going to be short to film, right? So like not mm -hmm. an in-depth long tutorial where I have to then match up the screen recording with what I'm saying, etc. Those things take so long to edit. So yeah, just going to have some chatty videos, I think, and that will be my way of not overwhelming myself with getting this content done. Mm, yeah, that's really smart. Do you feel like pressure sometimes to make sure you have a good balance of like chatty versus tutorial videos versus, I don't know, educational or review videos? Or do you kind of just go with what you feel like recording at the time? I always just go with what I feel like recording, to be honest. <laughs> um, definitely things come up in the comments where people ask questions and then it makes me want to film a certain video. But I think people often ask for tutorials and I don't make them all that often because I don't think that's what people need. <laughs> and mm. I, I mean, I don't think that I need to be the one to show them how to use the pen tool in Illustrator to make an icon. You know, there's a million videos out there doing that. I'd rather talk to them about like when to use an icon and like the purposes behind it and what it could represent and that sort of conceptual side of stuff that I feel like is less common out there on the internet. So. Mm -hmm. I don't always make what people want, which maybe I would have a more successful YouTube channel if I did, but I'm, I'm making the content that I want to teach people and that I think will really help people, uh, you know, the stuff that I would have wanted to learn or needed to learn, but maybe didn't know it yet when I was a young designer. Yeah. I think it's a good way to look at it because you have to enjoy it yourself too, right? Like yeah. if you're only creating stuff for other people and only what they ask for and maybe you're not that enthusiastic about it, then... I don't know. I think you'd hit the wall pretty quickly. So I guess you have to find that balance of being able to provide people with the value that they're looking for and then also doing something that you enjoy as well yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Should we get into today's topic, talking about computers? Because this came about because you said to me that your computer has bit the dust. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're thinking about upgrading. Um is this really the only situation when you upgrade is when one completely dies? Um, not always, but usually. I'm, I'm not really the type of person to sort of buy the next iPhone every year, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. some people always buy the new iPhone even though the other one is sort of working fine. Like I'm, I am more the type of person who will upgrade something either – Either two reasons. Like the first reason is it's it's died, you know, don't really have a choice, it's over, laid to rest. Or the second reason is if it's maybe not like fulfilling my needs anymore, like it's not doing what I need it to do. Either it's gotten slow or like it doesn't support the, the tech that I need anymore. So there's like a kind of reason to upgrade because it's sort of holding me back in a way. So those are kind of the two reasons in the past why I've sort of upgraded something. That makes sense. I think I'm kind of the same. And I don't know about you, but I find it really hard to bring myself to spend money on technology. Like like you, I'm not someone who buys the latest iPhone all the time. I, in fact, uh, if you watch my YouTube channel, you might know that I bought the latest iPhone 10 and then I returned it and got a <laughs> refund because I was like, eh, I can't bring myself to do this when my other phone works perfectly fine. Yes. Like, yep, yep. Why I am I spending a thousand pounds? Thinking back to the like my computer upgrades, so I used this iMac that I got, I think it was like a 2007 iMac, so I, I must have bought it in 2007 or 8, and I used that right up until I left New Zealand in, I think it was 2015, I was using that computer. Actually, 
It might have been a 2009, to be honest. I might be lying a little bit there. But either way, I used it for a very long time. And, like, I upgraded the RAM in it and, you know, put a bigger hard drive in and things like that along the way. And the only reason why I'm not still using the iMac, I think, is because I moved countries. And it was too difficult to ship it over to myself. I remember this. You spent, like, months trying to figure out how to ship that thing over. And it was so much hassle. And in the end, I bought a 15-inch MacBook Pro when I got over here, but I bought it from the refurb store, so it was a bit cheaper. So what I'm realizing about myself is that I'm not very good at spending money on the latest tech, because even the computer I ended up buying was one from, like, the previous year. I don't know what that says about myself, but, yeah. What about your computer history? (laughs) Yeah, my computer history... Let me think. I started with, I can't even remember what they were, but it was those white MacBooks. This must Oh, yeah, have been, I had one of them before the iMac. Yeah, like 2006 or something, I think. It was like the white laptop. That and so I cute. had that for a while. Uh, I didn't really like realize at the time when I had it how cool of a computer it was. I, I bought it off a family friend or something like huh. that. And that was kind of my first introduction to Mac without really thinking or realizing. To me, I was just like, cool, a laptop. I didn't really care like what, whether it was Microsoft or whatever back then. And so I had that laptop for a while. And of course, it died eventually because, you know, it was old and not necessarily that new or revolutionary. So they say at Apple. Uh, and <laughs> then I eventually got a MacBook Pro. I don't remember the year, but it, it was one of the thicker ones, you know, like this must have been 2000 and nine or 2008 maybe something like that and I had that for a while and then eventually I upgraded to the current MacBook Pro that I have which is from 2014 so it's it's now died so I guess that's been three-ish years that I've had that computer which honestly I was hoping that it would last a little bit longer than than the three years I think honestly I I mistreated it a little bit uh, to describe what's happened basically the computer is sort of still alive but the screen is completely dead and it only works if I plug it into a external monitor and boot it in safe mode So the screen on the laptop is totally gone and it only works in safe mode. And I I had this bad habit, which I'm now actively trying to break, uh, which is lifting my laptop from the screen, like picking it up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that was dumb. But I always tend to pick it up from the screen rather than from the base of the laptop. And so I guess after doing that for three years, like eventually I think I must have snapped something where it, where the screen connects to the base or like maybe it just wore out. I don't know. I think I must have picked it up wrong and eventually was like, nope, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, so it was probably a little bit my fault as opposed to you it. sounds just, like it. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to it just running out of life after three years because I think they really should last a bit longer than that. Um, so, yeah, now I'm in the situation where – Luckily, I have a work laptop, so I'm kind of working completely off that at the moment, but I really need slash want to buy my own. Yeah, I think it's important to have your own laptop if you're doing side projects, just so that there's not any, you know, company conflict or whatever like that, because I know companies have rules. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, because I have actually two computers at the moment. I think we've done a past episode about our hardware and what we use. So listeners who have heard that might know that I also have a little 12-inch MacBook, 
and that's what I'm recording this podcast on right now, in fact. And I got that because Mark picked it up for cheap at a duty-free store in the airport. It was like the previous year's model and it was going for, I don't know, £700 or something like that. That's so cheap. So he bought it. Yeah. And then when he realized that he didn't really need it, I bought it off him. So again, <laughs> I've gotten a cheap. So how do you use, like, how do you use them though? Like you've got two laptops. What do you sort of use each for? Does each have a different purpose? Yeah, we kind of talked about this, I think, in our hardware episode, but basically the 15-inch one tends to stay in my house uh, on mm-hmm. my desk. I might take it with me if I go to the cafe that's super near my house, just because it, you know it's a nicer, bigger screen to work on. But the 12-inch is my traveling laptop. It can fit in my little backpack. Uh, I can easily take it on planes. You know, it's not too heavy. It's very light and thin. And so it's what I use when I'm remote working, essentially. Like, I took it with me, and it's mm. what I used in New Zealand, for example, when I was there for a month. Yeah, this is the laptop that I'm thinking of of getting, but the the most recent version yeah. because I like you, I travel quite a bit these days. I like to work from cafes in the weekends and when I'm at home, I'm either working on the couch or working like via my external monitor and I, I, you know, don't often rely on working on the screen directly unless I'm traveling. So I thought, oh, maybe the 12-inch one is kind of nice because it can just sit lightly on my desk and I can rely on the monitor for, like, the screen size when I'm doing heavy-duty work. And then the benefit of the small size is that it's really nice if I'm traveling or at a cafe or in the airplane or things like that. So, yeah, I'm thinking of going for that one but sort of beefing up the specs a little bit from the base model to make sure that it can still support running, you know, my design programs and and the software that I use for editing the podcast and things like that. Yeah, I think that's a really smart idea, actually. And I think that's what I would get if both of my laptops died and I needed to replace something. I think that I would get a really beefed up 12 inch. And then I think eventually I would also buy an iMac oh, <laughs> to nice. have this for like on, on the desktop because I do work from home. You know, it's a bit different because you don't need to be using your 12 inch mm-hmm. 24-7. So, yeah. I've never had an iMac, to be honest. Really? Yeah, which, I don't know, I feel like I'm not a real designer because I didn't have an iMac. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Did like, you ever have a desktop computer at all, or have you always had la- a laptop? Uh, like, I, mean, I guess it would have just been your family desktop, right? Yeah, like in 1998, I had a desktop, <laughs> like, <laughs> didn't everybody? Uh, but, yeah, I guess I've always had laptops since like since owning a personal machine it's always been a laptop I've never had a desktop computer whether that be Windows or Mac yeah so how did you come to this decision of deciding that the 12 inch is what you're going to upgrade to like Mm. because there's so many options out there like first of all obviously you have to choose between Mac and PC I would say is the first choice that you have to make um, and as designers, we're obviously going to tend to lean towards Mac. But I don't know, did you toy with the idea of Windows? Because I know that your boyfriend uh, Owen is a huge Windows fanboy at the moment. He's a he's a fanboy of both. Sometimes, like, it's like, who are you in a relationship with? Windows today <laughs> or Mac today? I'm not sure. <laughs> but I didn't really consider Windows. I When the, what's it called? I think it's like the... Windows released some really cool laptop like to the later half of last year. I can't remember. Maybe it was the Surface Book Pro or something like that. I I can't remember. I think it was Sounds a Microsoft familiar. laptop. Um, and I considered it for like a couple of weeks. I was like, man, this looks super cool. I'll leave a link to it in the show notes. So really bad with remembering like the name of the latest tech stuff. But it was a really, really nice laptop. And I considered it for a little while. And then I was like, well... 
I don't know, you know, I kind of felt like I was just leaning towards it because it was shiny and new. And when I started thinking about practically if it would be a good laptop for me, I was like, probably not because all of my workflow is so already ingrained in Mac. And at the time I still had an iPhone. So I was like, you know, I still want everything to kind of be together in one ecosystem you know you've got it on your phone and it's on your computer it was really nice and I didn't really want to give that up now I'm on an Android so that's not as important to me anymore but yeah now since my laptop has died I didn't really consider moving to Windows I don't know I've been really interested in the 12 inch MacBook for actually quite a while probably like six months I've been thinking about it but I think it's been longer than that to be honest maybe like I've heard you talk about it yeah Yeah, I feel like I've talked about it for a while but you know in the past when I've talked about it I haven't really had that reason or need right like my current computer was fine I was like well I could upgrade but my 13 inch pro is working perfectly so I didn't really it felt a bit frivolous to me at the time to go and buy a new one when I had one that was working perfectly but now that it died somewhat conveniently I suppose now I'm like oh well maybe now it is time and I can actually you know invest this money in a new computer um, not necessarily just because I want it but also because I kind of need it now. And I guess the thought process you went through in deciding on the 12 inch was because it's going to fit with your lifestyle of like traveling places and working out and about going to be the most ideal one for that because I guess it would be easy to think that okay I'm going to buy a new laptop I should obviously buy the top of the range what you know if if Mm -hmm. funds aren't aren't an issue here you know I think most people would go for the 15 inch MacBook Pro with the beefed up specs but instead you're choosing the 12 inch because of its portability yeah that and I mean so I currently have a 15 inch at work And so, I don't know, something just feels weird to me about buying the exact same (laughs) laptop that I already kind of have in a way, right? So I was like, well, I've already got this big 15-inch and yeah, okay, it's a work-dedicated computer, it's not mine and I ideally shouldn't be using it for personal stuff. Um, But I don't know, it just feels weird to me to buy the exact same laptop I already have. And I also don't feel like I need the 15-inch power for my personal stuff. Like a lot of the stuff I do now is based in the web or I do a lot of writing. You know, I don't do as much heavy grunt design work personally anymore as I used to. I do most of that now at work. So so having the 15-inch at work is really good for that because I need all of that processing power. But for my personal stuff, it feels a little bit too much. I don't really think I need it. So then I was like, oh, maybe I'll get the 13-inch, which is sort of the current laptop that I have that's broken, but I guess the latest version. But then I was like, well, I kind of feel like something new and, you know, with all the traveling and things, really that small size is what's the most appealing to me is that it's just so light and nimble. And as you say, you can just throw it in a backpack, probably even fits in my handbag. You know, that's kind of ideal. Definitely. Although maybe you shouldn't be go- throwing it around because you don't want another broken screen. <laughs> placing issue. it. We're placing it yeah. very, placing very it carefully. <laughs> yeah, I, I think one of the reasons, yeah, obviously that I've not upgraded yet, I did consider upgrading to the 15-inch with the touch bar for a while. But mm. just like with my phone, I was like, well, my current laptop works perfectly fine. So why would I bother, basically? Maybe if it comes to the end of the tax season one year and I, I don't know, there's some extra money that I should spend then then perhaps I would. But yeah, I think the only new thing, like brand new thing that I've bought to do with technology 
Like there wasn't a refurb, there wasn't something that Mark bought and then I bought off him, because that's what happened with my iPad as well, <laughs> um, is my screen. My monitor ah. is, was brand new. And I guess I can talk a little bit about how to, how I chose that, because there's so many monitors out there, man. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I can't even remember what the name of my monitor is. It's a Dell 27-inch. So some people who have been like looking maybe at monitors like might ultra know which sharp. one I've chosen. I don't know. Maybe that. It's a 4K one. Okay, and yeah. it's really good. Um, it's got like a swivelly stand to it and yeah, it raises up and down. And I chose that because Mark said it was the best one, to be honest. <laughs> I was like so overwhelmed with this whole monitor thing that the fact when he was like, this one I think would be a really good one and it's the one I would get. I was like, okay, cool, done. So I'm definitely someone who goes based on personal recommendations for sure. I think that's how we chose our microphones as well, right? That we caught our podcast on. Yes, yeah, that's Because true. of a recommendation. That's true. Yeah, they go a long way with me, that's for sure. Yeah, I also, so I recently bought the Google Pixel 2 phone a couple of months ago and I'm not proud to say this, but this is my first smartphone that I ever bought because all the previous phones that I've had have been inherited through Owen. <laughs> so so we both have this problem. <laughs> I know. I've actually never bought an iPhone, uh, but I've been using iPhones for like the last five years, but it was always like Owen's sort of hand-me-down. Uh, right. So it was actually quite, it felt like quite an adult thing that I did last year when I bought this Pixel. It was like, for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I've never spent this money on a phone because the last time I personally bought a phone was probably 2010 where they cost a few hundred bucks, you know, like now it's a, it's a very different game. And the reason that I eventually finally bought my own phone so I basically got tired of the iPhone hand-me-downs and all of the hand-me-downs I was getting was like 16 gigabyte iPhones which anyone sensible knows that that is way too small for an iPhone and I could only have like 10 apps and like 100 <laughs> photos and so I basically got to the point where I was like this is not working for me anymore and I need more space like it was just a need like as I said at the start of the episode like you know, there's only two reasons I upgrade. It either breaks or it doesn't, you know, fulfill my needs anymore. And yeah. my iPhone really was not fulfilling my needs anymore. There was not enough space. And so then I was like, okay, I need to get something with a bit more space. So naturally I started looking at another iPhone, of course. But I don't know, I was in San Francisco when the Google Pixel came out and it kind of caught my eye and I was feeling like I was ready for a change and something new. And so that's what I bought. Nice. I think one of the reasons that I've gotten upgraded from my iPhone, because I think it's straying right now into that category of not fulfilling my needs anymore. It's been very slow with the last few updates, and that's kind of frustrating. But there isn't another phone out there that fulfills my needs better than it at the mm, moment, because mm -hmm. I like a phone that I can hold in one hand and not feel like I'm going to drop. Oh my gosh, and yes. I have small hands, and all smartphones these days seem to be made for people with much bigger hands than me, or people who are fine with holding it with two hands. They're getting but... bigger and bigger, right? I know. It's like, am I soon going to be holding an iPad? Is that going to be my phone? Probably, Charlie. We used to joke about that with people, and now we're like <laughs> purposely making our phones that size. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, I've not upgraded because there's nothing that I want to upgrade to. So I guess that's another reason mm. like why I would need to upgrade um, if, if it's in that fulfilling needs section. Because if it breaks, obviously, then I'm forced to buy something else and I'd have to make a choice. But yeah, so for now, I'm just suffering with it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, why buy something if you know it's not going to fulfill that need that you have, yeah. right? So you may as well just wait until 
something comes around that really will fulfill that need and is worth investing in. Totally. I feel it sounds like we're both pretty cautious and sensible with how we spend our money on tech, which I don't know. I think it's kind of good. Um, I think it's it makes me feel guilty sometimes. Not guilty. That's the wrong word. I feel like I'm not doing it right, perhaps, when I see other people like upgrading every year their phone or like always buying the new latest laptop after two years or something like that. I don't know. Do you do you feel that way? I don't know. I I guess I kind of get to experience that vicariously because Owen is exactly that way. True. <laughs> um, where he often buys the latest stuff or whatever and sort of buys tech on a bit more of a whim, like it's a bit less calculated than it is for me. You know, like I take six months to decide whether I want to buy a new pair of headphones or one year to decide if I want to get the iPad Pro. (laughs) Um, So for me, it's a lot more calculated and I'm kind of okay with that because otherwise I feel like I would just end up with all of this extra tech, you know, that I just didn't really need and was lying around. I like to sort of just have one of each thing I'm that kind of person where I'm a bit bit of that minimal kind of style where I'm like I only need one of this and if I want a new one then I have to get rid of this one that I already have you know and that's more than just putting it in a drawer like I actually want it out of my life you know I don't just leave them lying around so I don't know I don't feel like I'm missing out I like my style of there being a more purposeful intent if I need to upgrade something Um, but the flip side of that is that I sometimes am nervous on when to upgrade because when I upgrade it's I'm investing in that thing for like the next few years yes and so for example now with the MacBook I'm in the position of do I just buy it now or do I wait until the next sort of release because whatever I buy I'm going to have for the next few years. Whereas someone who's perhaps a bit more frivolous about this would buy the current one and then if in six months, you know, Apple releases a better one, then they'd probably get that one and replace it straight away. But I'm not really that person. So the kind of downside, I guess, is you're a bit more cautious and not really sure when to kind of make that jump. Does that make sense? It makes total sense, yeah. And the thing with Apple products especially is they're always bringing out new ones. So I feel like there's never a good time to buy one unless it's like launch day, you know, is the only day you can feel really secure in buying an Apple mm-hmm. product. But mm-hmm. I don't know, just have to take that leap sometimes. I I don't like that. Sometimes I wish, okay, I'm getting, confusing myself. I like that um, technology is always improving and that there's always new things. That's great. Yeah. That's really exciting. But I hate that it breeds this like, culture in us to always be upgrading i just i don't know it pains me to think of the wasted tech that there is around you know because not everyone knows how to recycle their laptop properly or don- donate it to a place that needs it it's it's hard to can be hard to find those places right to to get yeah. rid of them responsibly and ethically and so they either end up being chucked out or they end up just hanging around your house like you said yeah. which is what what you don't want just being there and so I don't know that's the one problem I have with this constant cycle of technology upgrades that the world is in I'm just like what about all the rest of it that's working fine I know it's like yeah I don't know I don't know what to do about that I I I don't think it's something I can solve (laughs) yeah someone correct me if I'm wrong but I think Apple has some kind of recycle program where you can send in your old stuff I've never used it and I've never really looked into it but I'm pretty sure they do something around that which is kind of cool 
yeah, I think that's good that they're taking responsibility for that. Um, Imagine like yeah, the graveyard so of tech. iPhones in this world, right? Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. What have you done with your past tech when you've upgraded? Like, what did you do with your iPhone? Uh, so I actually still have the iPhone because uh, I need to figure out what to do with it. Um, but in the past, I've either sold it to a family member or a friend or sort of sold it online. Uh, I've struggled a bit more to do that here in the Netherlands. I don't yes. know why. Like, I feel like it was a lot easier in New Zealand to sort of hand yeah, me New down New Zealand stuff. has a great, like, secondhand <laughs> products system with Trade Me, which is like New Zealand's version exactly. of eBay. But yeah. it's so much better than eBay. Like, so much better. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the best system in the world I've come across for that. It's, it's the same. It's really hard to sell things online in England. Yeah. So I, I actually haven't tried because I'm, I don't know, I just don't really know how to do it and also have just heard stories about how it works here in the Netherlands especially we have our own basic basically like our own local version of trade me though it's not trade me but it's like this local thing called <laughs> marketplats.nl which <laughs> basically oh, it's basically marketplace <laughs> okay um, yeah and that's like the commonly used one you know um but I've been like a little bit too afraid to use it because I've heard stories and it's all very Dutch and you know um so I haven't really been very successful in like selling my old tech here uh most of the time like I think when my family came over last year I kind of handed off a couple of things like nice. uh, I had a I had an iPhone 5 I think and I I sat my brother and sister down so for context my brother is 22 and my sister is 15 so I sat them down and I was like hey kids I have this iPhone 5 um for Esme my sister I said for Esme it's free but for my brother it's I don't know I think I said 150 or 200 bucks because uh, my brother works full time, he has a job, my sister is in high school, so I was like, this is fair, you know, for, for SMA she can have it for free, for my brother Camille you have to pay. So it was basically my brother's decision, I was like, so what are you going to do, are you going to buy it or are you going to let my sister have it? Uh, and so, yeah, I've kind of done things like that in the past with my siblings to kind Wait, of make it Wait, but you fair. have to tell us the results of ah, this, what, what happened? What do, you, what do you think happened? I think that Esme has it now. Nope, my brother bought it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, good on him. That's a great deal. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good deal. I was like, 150 bucks for a, like an iPhone five is really yeah. not bad. And he was on a four or something at the time. Oh, so, yeah. you yeah. know, smart choice for Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, I've kind of done things like that in the past to kind of you know give my tech a second life. Yeah, it sounds like you should take advantage of the Apple recycling program for your like broken screen laptop yes. and for your old phone. My phone and yeah I still have my iPad mini as well that I don't use anymore because I've got the iPad pro so Ooh. yeah I've got a couple things lying around that definitely could do with a second life yeah I took my iPad mini over to New Zealand and gave it to my sister when when I went on my last trip. oh nice yeah I was not using it at all I hadn't touched it for like two years and she is already using it and making like getting value from it so that's oh that's nice. good I like to see that happen yeah that's super nice should we end this episode with some advice for upgrading like I don't know how, how to choose when to how to pick what to upgrade to yeah any last thoughts you want to share I don't know I mean in my in my experience like you only need to upgrade if you really like need to right like yeah. I think it's it's pretty easy to get distracted by the latest shiny tech or feel like you have to have the latest stuff or whatever or like I think also we can feel or get distracted by thinking that, uh, how do I say this, like 
that we need the latest tool to do the greatest work, if yes. that makes sense. Yep. Like, I think we can easily get distracted by, for example, oh, I, I need the 15-inch touch bar because all the amazing designers have that MacBook and, you know, I need that in order to create awesome stuff. Uh, but I don't think that's true, right? Like, that's no. just a myth. Uh, so don't definitely don't get distracted by that. Just focus on what you need to get the job done. And in, in my experience, like, just only upgrade when you need to. Maybe the current thing has died or it's not fulfilling your needs anymore. You know, I, I've gotten by fine that way. And, yeah, that would probably be my advice is to just be a bit cautious and, and think twice before upgrading. I really like that advice. I think sometimes, too, like in terms of what you're saying of needing the latest and greatest to be the best, that can be used as an excuse sometimes. Like people are like, oh, I really wanted to make this video, but my mm. computer was too slow. Right. And I'm like, well, I do video editing when I'm away on my 12-inch MacBook, which has, I don't know how many gig of RAM, but it is the lowest amount that a computer has. <laughs> yeah. And there is ways around it. Like I put the preview into like a quarter of the quality, so I'm watching it a little bit pixelated, but I can still see what's happening. Um, and when I export, I just know that I have to leave it for like an hour to do its processing thing. And so it's not that I can't edit on this slow machine. It's just that it takes longer and it's a little bit more frustrating. But if you want to do it, it's still possible. Mm -hmm. And so don't use technology as an excuse for not doing the work that you want to be doing, basically, yep. is my advice. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Upgrade if you can, but work with what you've got. Good advice. This is pretty nerdy, I have to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> we probably lost a few people along the way in this episode. <laughs> But if you stuck with us, thank you. And I hope that yeah. this was an interesting episode to listen to as we geeked out about mostly Apple products. Tell us your thoughts on this too. Like, what is your approach to upgrading? Are you the opposite of us? And do you like the latest and greatest thing? And like, obviously, we're not saying that there's something wrong with that. If you can afford it, go for it. But we'd love to hear your philosophies and, mm -hmm. and why you choose to, you know, approach technology in that way. Reach out to us on Twitter. We are at DesignLifeFM on there. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can listen to other episodes at designlife.fm. We do have a previous episode talking about tech. Uh, I can't remember which number it is, but we'll put it in the show notes so that if you want to listen to that one, you can listen to that as well. And I feel like we always say show notes, but we never say where to find them. So if you want to go there, <laughs> it's always at designlife.fm slash episode whatever the number is. So this is slash episode 112, right? Yeah. So that's where yes. you can find the show notes. Yes. Cool. Thanks for chatting, Charlie. Yeah, good nerdy talk. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.